0: Welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host Kelly Morgan. Today I have the privilege and the honor of bringing you a wonderful author and etiquette coach, Tony Dupree. Now Tony's written this great book called Straight Up from the Teacup. Tony wants you to take a deeper look at yourself and the book tells it exactly like it is. As she says, she lays it all out on the line. If you desire to have great things come your way, being able to recognize greatness begins with you. Tony speaks to that person, that great person that may be resting dormant inside of you, waiting to rise out of mediocrity. She gives you questions and techniques and ways that you can really be your best self. I am so glad that she has chosen to come on to the podcast and share her wisdom and her knowledge with us. Welcome to the book club, our newest member, author Tony Dupree. Tony, thank you so much for being a part of the book club and coming on the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: No, thank you for for coming. So I, I really like it when I have the opportunity to speak with authors and find out their journey into becoming an author. And and I have found that when I speak to authors, most authors always knew that they wanted to be an author, although some didn't know how that was gonna come about. So, you know, what's your journey? How did you decide that you were gonna become an author?
1: So first of all, I didn't want to become an author it was during a hardship period um, my mother had passed away and um, i had exhausted all of my savings and everything for her medical and i found myself in the townhouse and i was broke and i asked god you have gifted us with everything we need to be successful in life If the money and um, whatever I need is in me, somewhere around me, please show me. And I honestly heard, write a book. And I said, no, I don't want to write a book. I need a job, I'm broke. And, And I fought it. I resisted it and I kept meeting people. People who said that they were publishers, people who said that they were editors. I kept meeting these people and I was like, what in the world? And one lady asked me if I had something written. And I did uh, my PowerPoint. At the time, it was for my first book, which is straight up from the cup. Teacup- I'm sorry, my first book, uh, Whose Fark Is It Anyway? And I gave her the PowerPoint presentation and she said, this is your book. And I said, no, not really, it's a PowerPoint. I just wrote it as a PowerPoint to make it more functional for my workshops and parents to take little nuggets home and work with their children. And she said, you can use this to write a book. I, I, I you know, I resisted for a bit and then I gave in and I tried it and she said, it looks like a manual. You have to put a story with it. I didn't know what I was doing, how to do it. I didn't know any other writers or authors around me that I could ask anything. So um, I just, I you know, I prayed again. I was like, if this is a story in me, Lord, please tell me what it is. I woke up and it was, it was a story about how my mother taught me editing. And I went through the steps, wrote it out, and and straight up, and, uh, I'm sorry, whose fork, who's fork is it anyway? It was born.
0: So tell me about the, the book. The book is nonfiction. And so tell me the first book, Whose Fork Is It Anyway? What is that book about? Uh, Whose Fork Is It
1: Anyway? is a dining etiquette guide because I'm an etiquette coach and I did so many dining etiquette workshops. Parents were asking me about little tidbits to help their children. So I felt like if I put it in a book, it would make it a little bit easier. And then... I can't be everywhere so that these people could possibly have little groups of kids over their children's friends, and they could do little dinner parties, and they could teach them etiquette. That was my concept for the book at the time. The story that I had to write with it was, um, you. It, it wasn't supposed to be a manual, so in putting the story with it, it was like telling the story of how my mother taught me etiquette with my girlfriends, and and I just put that with the book. So that's the story part of it, and I tied it into the dining etiquette lesson, which is the book whose Park is it anyway. I I really
0: like the title of that book. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I really like that title. So, did you self-publish your books? I did,
1: I did, I did. And, where-
0: and I I want to hear about your self-publishing journey because I like to ask people who self-publish um, to kind of tell me their journey, you know, what, what was difficult, what was challenging in hopes that we can, you know, shed knowledge, you know, and bring knowledge to somebody else who maybe is thinking about self-publishing.
1: Okay, so my experience... Uh, in a word was horrible and it just was um, from meeting people who said they were editors and they were not and, and going down the whole uh, book writing rabbit hole from meeting this person who said that they were this or they could do this or they can help me do that as far as marketing, publishing, editing, all of that, it was a bunch of knocking my head up against the wall and starting starting over and all of this kind of stuff because I didn't know the industry, that's one. And I was very honest about that, which I think was good and bad. Because people tend to see you as green. You don't know the industry. You don't know the people. So they can tell you whatever. And that was my experience. I met this lady. She wasn't here in my in Houston. But um, she was an editor. Well, she was editing the book. She misspelled my name. She misspelled so many other things in the book. I was devastated. And... It came about where I had to have it. I I relaunched the book. I went with another company and it was still self-publishing, but uh, I had to do it because I had to correct those mistakes in the book. And it was a bunch of money, the necessary money that you think you're gonna get a few different things and you don't as far as marketing and you're not learning anything because everything is online and people are telling you what they're doing and you can't be sure if they're doing it or not because you're not getting any reports it it was a uh it just was a feeding this the first book the second book my it was self-published as well but The lady was a lot more organized. It's just that I didn't get a lot of the things that I needed as it related to marketing. And I felt like for the second book, it should have more range than the first book. I should have learned something. I should be able to go further. Well, that company was not equipped to take me further where I thought I should go. So I did, I put legs to it myself. I was able to get the second book into Barnes and Noble. I had never done anything like this before. All of this was new. Um, And it, as far as marketing, learning how to um, just get your book out there to give it traction. It it was it has been a journey. When I tell you, I do not like the self-publishing process at all. I, I'm, I'm so honest about that. I just do not like it. It, it. Because you don't know who anybody is and if they're really doing what they say that they're going
0: to do. That is very true. I never thought of it that way. But the one thing that I have learned in my journey uh, as far as self-publishing is you really have to have an entrepreneurial spirit wow. and you have to wear different hats. There's even a misconception that a traditional publisher will do all the marketing for you. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to be willing to get out there and, and as you say, give your books legs and, you know, put the word out there. And that can be difficult. It can be incredibly challenging and it can be discouraging as well. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so but I think that um, the more that you do it, the the more that you learn,
1: right. right?
0: And you and you get smarter every time. So I I agree with you that it can be incredibly challenging, um, but there's a lot of good information out there too. I agree, and
1: I, I I will tell you if this journey was for me, I have this thing that I say. I wanna see what I can do. So if this journey of self-publishing was for that, I definitely surprised myself because going and meeting with the people in Barnes and Noble and uh, having the publisher on speed dial so they could know that I wasn't a crackpot because I had never done that. I just said, nobody said I couldn't. So I'm just gonna see it through. And sure enough, it was, um, it, it was, it, it not was, it is in Barnes & Noble store as well as online. It is actually at a lot of, I really am surprised at how much traction I made because when people tell me, oh, your book is in <laughs> such and such or it's on um some library website or whatever. And I was like, really? But I promise you, I was a crazy person because my work just wasn't going to be in vain. It's a lot that goes into writing a book. I just couldn't see myself sitting idly by and just saying, oh, well, you know, I'm just selling out of the trunk of my car. i just not doing that. And I wasn't. And, and I have made made a lot of traction with both books. And I'm, I'm really proud of that because I don't know the industry that well. And now I'm called a veteran, but and I have uh, two, two individual books that I've written and then a co-author book. You are now a veteran. But you
0: have probably, you have come a long way and you have a lot to be proud of, Tony. So congratulations to you on the two books and the traction that you have made. I think it's fantastic. So I really want, I really want to get into your, um, into your second book. So tell us about this book. Tell us about the second book.
1: So uh, Straight Up From the Teacup is Straight From My Heart. It is a book about communication and how we interact and manage our engagement with one another. Um, It is, uh, I talk about owning your spot and asking yourself a few questions before you start pointing the finger, Uh, always considering you first in every process, I talk about um, from a personal to a professional level of engagement and and yourself in all of those engagements. Uh, Each chapter is named after a T, and uh, that comes from the title. And uh, it is funny because I share some personal stories, I, I share, in the last chapter, I share about um, during publication, I received this ugly text message from a lady who, uh, we were friends, and I think I rubbed her the wrong way, and she she was reading me to write at and I put it in the book. And I use everything because I'm a person that believes you use everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And because everything in this world is not great. And even though I'm an etiquette coach and I've been doing that for so many years, at the end of the day, I'm human. And uh, I wanted to show how you respond to that and, and by showing how I actually responded to it. So I met with the publisher, I'm sorry, the editor, and I asked her how she felt about me putting that in the last chapter. And she kind of was iffy about it. And then she said, now You like to go against the grain. And I think it fits with what your book is about. It's straight talking. You like to use real stuff. So let's use it. And I put it in there. And it, it, people ask a lot of questions about it. <laughs> so I guess it's doing what it's supposed to do. but. Um, I I want to be the author known for saying more with less words I don't want to write a 300 page book that doesn't tell anybody anything and doesn't leave them with something I just don't want to be that kind of writer so I do everything
0: so would you say that this book forces the individual or maybe force isn't the best word has the individual take a good hard look at themselves
1: yeah it does Uh, actually that's in my synopsis uh to tell you the truth it it does It, it and and i understand why you don't want to say force but when you read the book you can't help but think about yourself in every equation. And that's the kind of book I wanted to write because for this one reason, I have too many conversations with people, whether they're personal friends or coworkers or whatever, who talk about situations with other people that they have never talked to. And that is is one of my pet peeves, that we do not talk about the nitty gritty I think that if someone, if if you were laying it out on the table and someone gets upset with you, but you left them with something that they can build on going forward, well, it's okay that they got upset with you. You will live. It's the fact that a lot of times you think you're not gonna recover from the situation. And my husband shared this with me it was a while ago and it, and it stays with me. Even a doctor loses a patient. But he didn't lose that patient because he didn't try to save them. And sometimes you you will have to do that. I think it has to cost us something. You want, if, if you want the best for people, you have to pull the best from yourself. And sometimes that best will cause you to lose something. And, and, that is true. Yeah, and I, I just, we're grown people, you know, and, and we can't act like children when we are trying to save a relationship or we're trying to build a relationship. You go all in. You will go all in for anything else. Why wouldn't you go all in for the relationships that you say mean so much for you? And if that's all in yourself or is if that's all into that situation, why not? And I, and I do like to write about stuff like that. I think we need to talk about more. We need to talk about that a lot more.
0: I think that most of us would, would say, and I would think most could agree with me, that looking at yourself sometimes through that lens where you have to admit the faults that you have can be an incredibly hard thing to do. And it's so much easier sometimes to lay blame on others for your faults because you don't want to admit these things to yourself. Do you cover anything like that in the book?
1: I cover a little bit about that when um, in, in the in the first two chapters, because it's all about yourself. and um, I, I use myself um, some personal stories. Um, so I cover a little bit about that, not not a lot, but a little bit. I touch on it a little bit.
0: So who would you say Tony is your audience for this book? When you when you thought about writing this book and putting it together, who who did you think you know your audience would be?
1: Well, at the at the time, it was every woman. Who has had a conversation about everybody without talking to them at the time? But when the book was out, I I, I realized it is for you know it's something in the book for for teenagers. It's something in the book for for um, men. It's you know, it's something in the book for everybody. So as as this book has sold and uh, I've done book discussions and I've had more men be more, uh, a lot more vocal than women, you know, is when I realized that, oh, it's actually for everybody. You know, at the time I was writing with women in mind because that's who I was talking to. And that's who was asking me a lot of questions, women. And uh, when I had the first book discussion, there were a lot of men who showed up. And then I realized, wow, a lot of men buy the book. I mean, you don't know that at first. You don't really know everybody who's buying the book because you think it's more women because you get more book reviews from women. But I was really surprised at how many men showed up at the book discussion.
0: So you, you had called yourself earlier in
1: the conversation
0: that you were seasoned, as did I, a seasoned vet with, with two books under your belt.
1: Have well, you said, be- that's what they call me. I don't know that I'm, <laughs> you know, I don't know that you ever feel like that, Kelly.
0: Me neither. But well, let me ask you this question. You've okay. got these two books. You've been out marketing them. It sounds like you're you're doing extremely well. You've done things that you didn't know that you could do. And you learned how to do these things. So what does literary success look like for Tony?
1: Now that, Kelly, is a great question. Because I don't know... So for me, literary uh, success is... That I got my book published. Do you see what I mean? Because you're not going to writing a book for me wasn't about uh, getting famous or, or or making a lot of money. That's not why I wrote the book. When I wrote the book, when I wrote the first book, so well maybe I need to tell you this about me. I do everything people minded. So, when I wrote the first book, I was people minded. You know, I had mothers in mind because they kept asking me, how do I stop my child from eating with their elbows on the table and eating like a wild animal? So, I felt like if I wrote this book, this would make this process a little easier for them. When I wrote the second book, it was about trying to stop that God awful conversation and that I kept getting and maybe uh, encourage people to talk to who they needed to talk to. Maybe if I showed them what that conversation looked like, maybe we, we could ease some of this tension that we have between men and women or you know, girlfriends or, or whatever. So everything, Was me being people minded. So for me, having it published and people actually reading it, it didn't really matter if it was a thousand people or one person, just that it helped somebody. And that's kind of what literary success looks like to me.
0: That's a great answer. Do you have any unpublished or unfinished books? Are you working on the third?
1: I am trying to work on the third book, but I um, can't seem to get it finished because of working. (laughs) You know, because I'm an etiquette coach and I still do etiquette workshops and speaking engagements. And I still, you know, this book, was out in 2018. And it was like it just came out yesterday. Um, So I do a lot of interviews about the books, the book and um, the book discussions, which I really love book discussions. So it's kind of hard for me to finish, but I am working on the third book. But I, uh, I want a better publishing experience. So I, I kind of have to scout that. I have a publicist and I am meeting a lot of publishers, uh, but I, have, I haven't started the conversation about it because I want to finish the manuscript.
0: Right. And I think that's important. But now, unlike the first time out the gate, now you know. You're talking to a publisher. You have an editor. You kind of know what to expect. So I think it will even become a better, well, I would say a a more positive experience with your third book. Would you agree?
1: I think so. I I think that uh, whoever came up with this quote, if you build it, they will come. I think when we think in terms of that, for all that we do, like writing, if you write the book, the publishers will come, the editors will come because you are putting yourself out there. So I totally agree with you that the process becomes a little bit easier once you have gotten over that first hurdle or second hurdle. Um, So I do agree with what you just said, it's true.
0: But it is still a process. I think for most authors, the one thing, a misconception that I had when I decided that I was wanted to be a published author was that it's a process and it takes time.
1: Isn't everything a process though? I mean, I, I, yeah, if we approach everything like that, then should this be any different? The only thing that makes it different is the fact that we may not know the 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 integral parts to connect to like the editors the publishers the marketing people we may not know who they are but we do know that we need to connect with them like i knew yes. that before i wrote the book i just didn't know how to do that and i didn't know that i had the wherewithal to figure it out you know you don't know until you know basically
0: that is true and you don't know what you don't know exactly
1: you know, what, what is a takeaway
0: that somebody, you know, will pull out of your book? You know, you, you, you wrote the book, you, you say that you, you put it all out there on the line and um, people have to take a hard look at who they are in themselves. But what, what would you say if, if somebody took away one thing from your book, what, what, what do you think is the most important thing for you to, for them to take away from reading your book?
1: So one of the most important things is how you, how, you manage, how you self-manage is connected to all the successes in relationships, whether they're professional or, or personal relationships, how the way you self-manage is attached to the success of those relationships.
0: That's a good point. I don't think a lot of people think about self-managing, Tony. And that's a good takeaway to take away from your book.
1: Thank you. It is the most important part. Everything is connected to how we self-manage. And Um, so do you give us any techniques to teach us how to self-manage? I do. I actually share a couple of questions in the the book uh, to ask yourself. I... uh, actually give some examples using my experiences. Um, So I do, Um, because, and, and, and let me say this, I give those questions, but they're loose because we're not the same kind of people and we're not gonna deal with the same kind of situations the same way. So you can rearrange the wording I just put the question out there because what's most important is that you start by asking yourself simple things like if you're in a situation with somebody and a lot of times we will have a question and say. "Hmm." So do
0: you give techniques on how to better communicate? I do. I do. Uh,
1: and, And I use scenarios because that's why it's kind of broken up. In like uh, the professional part, and then the personal part, and some of those things, and what the conversation looks like with your girlfriends or uh, relationships. I do share a few different things, and like the book is—it's a short book though. It's like 108 pages. Again, I want to be known for saying more with less. So, but I was asked if I could do. Another part of this book. So it probably should have been a little longer, Kelly. But I was like, I always have this thing my God, I don't want to bore people. You know.
0: Is your third book a follow up to this book? Well, see, it
1: wasn't. But now that I'm having this conversation with you, it's making me rethink some things. It wasn't a follow-up, and and maybe it should be a follow-up because this book is getting a lot of attention. And and the truth of the matter is, I will tell you, I am really, really, really proud of this book because of how um, naked I was in it. You know, I share quite a bit about my own self in the book. Would you say that
0: I have maybe influence that third book
1: I would say that you have because um maybe that's the direction that I should be thinking in because you know when you're writing and then you stop and someone says something like we're having this conversation It, it makes you think maybe I'm not going in the direction that I should be you know, maybe I need to rethink the direction a little bit. So, yes, I would say that you are influencing third book. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate Anytime.
0: You. you are very welcome. I am always here to help. So, Tony, I appreciate you spending this time with me. I, I really think that you're on to something with your book. And, you know, there's a lot of books out there that talk about different things in the self-help. But to take a look at yourself is probably the first place you should look before anything, before right. any of that stuff can work. Right. Um, you have to take a look at yourself and be happy with who you are. So I appreciate you for putting it out there. And I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate you putting it out there in 108 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know I'm sure people appreciate that. And now you have a third book that can follow up to that 108 pages. Thanks to Kelly Morgan.
1: Yes. Thanks to Kathy
0: Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to thank you again. Tell everybody where they can
1: get your book. You can get my book
0: anywhere from
1: uh, Amazon to Barnes & Noble um, to, uh, I I see that it's in a lot of different places online, uh, but for sure, Amazon, Barnes & Noble online and in the store.
0: All of the links to Tony's book will be in the podcast description so that you can be sure to go out and get your copy. Tony, uh, I always like uh, my authors, especially now that you're a member of the book club, to leave us with some words of inspiration or wisdom or anything that you've learned that you want to pass on to somebody who is maybe thinking about becoming an author.
1: So the one thing that I want to share is... Do not ever take yourself so seriously. That
0: is good. Do not take yourself so seriously. That is sound advice. Yes. I appreciate you being here. Again, the podcast is always open to you. You are now an official member of the book club, which means you can come back at any time, talk about any of your books, any projects that you have going on. The door is always open to you. It's just the point of you reaching out to me and saying, hey, Kelly, can I come back? And the answer will always be yes.
1: Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much.
0: You are so welcome.
1: I wonder why this person... Approach me with that. Well, it's nothing wrong with asking yourself that. A lot of times we will sweep that under the rug. You know, like, well, there's nothing wrong. They may have, well, if it came to you, then it may be something for you to investigate. So you would just probe a little bit more with that. So what you might do was turn that on them and say, What is it that attracted you to my conversation? To create a different dialogue. If they don't want to talk to you, then that might not be somebody that you need to invest any time with. So I talk about that kind of stuff because we will, as women, we tend to, we'll we'll think it and then we'll say, well, I'm not gonna say anything about it because it could be nothing. Well, yeah, it could be nothing, but it also could be something. And just because it came up, if you address it, it could save you a whole lot of damn time. You know, because that's the biggest part that we are concerned about is how much of our time is wasted on BS.
0: So do you give techniques on how to better communicate? I do. I do.
1: Uh, And and I use scenarios because that's why it's kind of broken up in like uh, the professional part and then the personal part. And some of those things and what the conversation looks like with your girlfriends or uh, in, in, in uh, relationships. I do share a few different things. And like the book is, it's a short book though. It's like 108 pages. Again, I want to be known for saying more with less. So, but I was asked if I could do another part of this book so it probably should have been a little longer kelly but i was like i always have this thing my god i don't want to bore people you know right
0: so (laughs) is your is your third
1: book a follow-up to this book well see it wasn't but now that i'm having this conversation with you it's making me rethink some things It wasn't a follow-up and and maybe it should be a follow-up because this book is getting a lot of attention. And and the truth of the matter is, I will tell you, I am really, really, really proud of this book because of how um, naked I was in it. You know, I share quite a bit about my own self in the book.
0: So would would you say that I have maybe influenced that third book?
1: (laughs) I would say that you have because um, maybe that's the direction that I should be thinking in. Because, you know, you're writing and then you stop and someone says something like we're having this conversation. It, it makes you think maybe I'm not going in the direction that I should be. You know, maybe I need to rethink the direction a little bit. So, yes, I would say that you are influencing the third book. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate any time. You are very welcome.
0: I am always here to help. So, Tony, I appreciate you spending this time with me. I I really think that you're onto something with your book. And, you know, there's a lot of books out there that talk about different things in the self-help. But to take a look at yourself is probably the first place you should look before anything, before any of that stuff can work. Um, You have to take a look at yourself and be happy with who you are. So I appreciate you for putting it out there. And I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate you putting it out there in 108 pages. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, you know, I'm sure people appreciate that. And now you have a third book that can follow up to that 108 pages. Thanks to Kelly Morgan.
1: Yes. Thanks to Kathleen
0: Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank you again. Tell everybody where they can get your book. You
1: can get my book anywhere from uh, Amazon to Barnes & Noble um, to, uh, I, I see that it's in a lot of different places online, uh, but for sure, Amazon, Barnes & Noble online and in the store.
0: All of the links to Tony's book will be in the podcast description so that you can be sure to go out and get your copy. Tony, uh, I always like uh, my authors, especially now that you're a member of the book club, to leave us with some words of inspiration or wisdom or anything that you've learned that you want to pass on to somebody who is maybe thinking about becoming an author.
1: So the one thing that I want to share is... Do not ever take yourself so seriously. Do
0: not take yourself so seriously. That is sound advice. Yes. I appreciate you being here again. The podcast is always open to you. You are now an official member of the book club, which means you can come back at any time, talk about, Any of your books, any projects that you have going on, the door is always open to you. It's just the point of you reaching out to me and saying, hey, Kelly, can I come back? And the answer will always be yes.
1: Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much.
0: You are so welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bright-Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I have been your host, Kelly Morgan. We just wrapped up with author and etiquette coach Tony Dupree. Tony's book, Straight Up from the Teacup, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online ebook retailers. If you are an author or someone who provides services to authors, like an editor or a graphic designer, we would love to have you on the podcast. It's really simple. You just email me at brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Again, brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, usually under BHP Patio Book Book Club or brightheadedpublishing.com book book club. Next week, another author. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate you. And as always,
1: keep writing.